April 3rd, 2023. It is. It's a fact. And it is episode uh, 87 of Stop Skeleton Some Podcasting. Hey, it's me, Resident Evil 4 Remake. It's your boy, Resident Evil 4 Remake. Uh, here we're going to talk about all the hot topics of Resident Evil 4 Remake uh, in this episode of Resident Evil 4 Remake. And over here, I have my co-host, Resident Evil 4 Remake. Um, wait, my name is huh? Grace, Oh, a.k.a. The Deuce, a.k.a. The Dewey Decimal Do-Gooder. <laughs> and you, go to the, you go to the library for like one day and you come back. Total <laughs> nerd. I'm, I'm changed. Look there, at you. This, our library system in around, I, I guess because we're around a major metropolitan area, that's like great. But man, our library is awesome. We got chairs. We got space. We got plants. Some of those, some of those chairs actually very comfortable. Some of them not. Not comfortable. Yeah. As you walk in, there's a whole area that's like, here are abandoned VHS tapes and DVDs. Yeah. <laughs> Take oh my them, God. please. G- Grace came home with a DVD copy of Shrek 2. We have a copy of Shrek 2 now on DVD. Which I'm actually really excited about because I've been getting really into... <sighs> Shrek? No. Okay. This is... All right. This requires explanation, but I'm, I'm getting really into games... That you play, not just that you play with a remote, but that are only available on a television. Sure. So specifically, if you have a smart TV, you may be surprised to learn that there is an app store on your smart TV. And not Mm -hmm. only that, there is usually a games section on your smart TV. And I don't, I don't, I think most like operating systems are not based on Android, so it's kind of weird to make a game for just the like LG operating system. Yeah, we were at a <laughs> But fr- there are there are we games le- we on there. We learned this fact at a friend's house and we played a spirited game of Ono. Sorry. <laughs> Not Uno. Nope. Ono. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> it, it's just O N O and near as I can tell the exact same fucking game. <laughs> It has and online. It, it had online. I think we were probably playing with bots, but like there was definitely like that's a screening that looks like it might be a real person who's I, like also like yo, what's check what's what's going on LG TVs live right now? I what, I got absolutely got? stomped at on oh no. Oh no. <laughs> There's also like other games that like there are some yeah that's quote the, unquote the, real oh, no. games. Hold on, the Pete, the person that stomped us. Yeah. I, oh no, I think that the real person. You think it was a real person? I think I don't that was think a person was. that was real and they creamed us. They were too good. Also, no, exactly. I didn't understand the UI. It was it all happened very fast. Yeah, it was but it it was there. It's <laughs> Burgers real. had already been consumed. I I had like a whole milkshake. I was buzzing. <laughs> and yeah, it just it just all happened. You we we had already been balls. playing like Connect Alvin and the Chipmunks. And yeah, it was right. it was just it was a heady there's, night. There's a dance dance game for the Connect based on the album of the Chipmunks. Even before that. Room. That was a weird gaming night because our our friend has a Tesla and we were playing games on the Tesla. Oh yeah, we <laughs> were like that. we went out we went out and got some food. So we're sitting in the drive thru while we're waiting in the drive thru. They were playing, oh god, were they? they were playing something like an old like Atari game like Galaga or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. They were controlling it by turning the, the turning the steering wheel, which is cool. Which is cool. But it was also turning the wheels. It's also terrifying. Yeah. It, and there's also was a racing game, that you, some a really bad Mario Kart clone that they were playing by turning the the, the steering wheel. Yeah. In the car, while it was on, and it's dumb as shit. Right, okay. It's terrifying. Right, right now, in this moment. Okay. If you go to Twitter.com, you will not see the Twitter logo because Elon Musk changed it to, to the Doge meme. Oh my god. Because he's a literal fucking child, and everything he touches is just like. For a garbage, a, garbage just, for him he, to burn. He just wants attention. He, he he's, he's just acting out for attention. Yeah, a fucking child. Not a fan. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I don't think Not anyone's a, a fan, fan at this point. I, 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 the one time here's the thing about for me, I don't feel older, but definitely when I wake up and it's just like new celebrities and new people, um, are just like the new it people. That's kind of how I feel old. So I, I woke up one morning. And Elon Musk was just like the smartest man alive. And he he single-handedly invented the electric car and all this stuff. And it's like, yeah, did he? Is he is he really Iron Man? Is he really Tony Stark's? And I'm like, still kind of waiting for the evidence to st- of, of that. And I think ever since he, he brought, bought, bought Twitter, it's like very clearly, uh, no. 
No. Yeah. No. Oh, no. I would you, say. You probably should just get off Twitter like me. Just be be cleansed. I need, I need to go back and really be back on my, my Mastodon account. I don't I don't think Mastodon is going to be the thing to replace Twitter. It's just yeah, too confusing and it's too hard to see things from multiple like having to be on different servers. It's just too we, ha- we had to do we, we have we have an account with a couple of other things post, I believe. Um, I, I resurrected our old Tumblr account. Maybe we should sign up for Be Real. Sure. He was a good rapper. Um, <laughs> that would be Cypress hilarious. Hill, what up? Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, um, whatever. I super don't want to talk about Twitter. I want to talk about the DVD I got from the library. Right. The point I'll just point is so it's like t- Tesla cars have games for some stupid reason. And they're yes, they're all terrible. But also the DVD for Shrek 2 has like it, it says on the back it has 20 games. Excuse <laughs> me? I and I remember playing them like <clears throat> as a kid. Like, yeah, I, I had all like I think that the library could be a really cool resource for this, like, <laughs> you know. Shouts to Oni Dino in the chat. Aren't you guys out, on Pornhub? Aren't we on Pornhub? We are on Pornhub. Yes, Grace did. It's, we, we do have a belief stop skeletons or stop skeletons of fighting uh, on Pornhub. If we ever get a, a because res honestly, vibrator, what is that? Tran- oh, the, the trance vibrator for res? Yes. If we ever get one of those, I'm making the video and I'm posting it exclusively on Pornhub. Because it was a couple of years ago that, like... <laughs> People were like, "Is how come there's no competitor to YouTube?" And Pornhub's like, "Hello." It's like <laughs> technically the only other like major video streaming website that has like the reach of YouTube. It's Pornhub. Yep. And hey, man, I don't. Whatever. We we all got needs. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Um. And my needs are mostly Shrek Two trivia related. I remember that's one of the mini games. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> Oh, is it oh, a, tri- a trivia game about Pornhub? No, Shrek oh, Two. Shrek Two. Oh, okay, sorry. Right. Oh my god, this that is... that was kind of my day. I mean, it. I I left my keyboard, my fancy keyboard at the library, but I I think I fixed that. So it's it's been yeah. exciting, thrilling. There was a man who sat next to me who just would not stop eating Doritos out of a the loudest bag in yeah. the world. <laughs> but that's you know that's that's the library people. Those are my people. Doritos and Fritos. I'm that guy. Doritos and Fritos. Yep. I guess all right. Well, that's I know. I don't know if people in the audience know you are referencing 100 Gex. Oh, Grace, don't with that no, song no, title. No, we're not cool. Now we're not. No, I think we should talk about this because we've been talking about metal a little bit. And so I've been tippy-toeing into metal adjacent bands. Yeah. See, I get distracted as soon as I start trying to listen to anything metal. I get distracted by something that is tangentially not metal <laughs> and that's and, what happened with 100 gex and, and now a, i'm just obsessed gex with them is it's weird to to hear that they were kind of considered like the pioneers of hyper pop because mm-hmm. i listened to it and i'm like these guys are not hyper pop they're hyper <laughs> for sure you don't even um, know what hyper pop is I, I still don't really know what hyper pop to me is just like it's it's poppy and it's catchy but it's a little more abrasive and just a, maybe a little more it just not quite clean enough for the a broad mainstream audience that's kind of what that means to me but also as somebody who used to be really in the metal i don't pay a whole lot of attention to whatever the hell genres are because i think genres and music are so difficult to define and the people that care about them so much are usually insufferable so i don't mm-hmm. i don't pay a whole lot of mind to genres to be honest except that's- you do know a lot about genres like as we were listening to the metal essentials playlist on mm-hmm. Spotify every song Derek's like yeah so this is a good example of um strat- strategy metal this is uh ghosts and goblins metal and yeah, this is a real time metal this is more ter- <laughs> this is more turn based strategy metal sounds like what you would call some wanky like dream theater shit yeah. like <laughs> Behold the octopus is really a strategy metal. Yeah, uh, it was literally like Dragon that, Force is literally a it's dra- Dragon Force for the Saturn is a strategy game. Yeah, and Dragon Force is, is power metal, but I, yeah, I feel like you can say I think yeah I feel like you, there's some crossover there yeah, for sure. I feel like you could you could call Dragon Force <laughs> strategy metal. <laughs> oh, that's great, Grace. All right, that's the that's the title of this strategy pod, metal. Title of this podcast is gonna be strategy metal. All right, there you go. You did it. You well. Did it. Yeah, so um, metal is still a challenging genre for me, though I am enjoying listening to it, especially with you in the car, because you have so much trivia about every single song. 
Well, no, because the, the 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 Metal Essentials playlist on Spotify is just like a sampler of like every kind of like color and you know subgenre of metal. Mm-hmm. And here's like all the essential ones of those. Yeah. Uh, and it, it really and my advice to you was like you should listen to these like 15 20 songs and pick out the two or three that you really really like and then go down that rabbit hole yeah or you can just listen to the new 100 gex album 10,000 gex where they have a ska song and then they have like just this one song that just sounds like the best parts of limp biscuit but cranked to 11 and it's really dumb and then all of a sudden at the very end of the song it gets fucking brutal and like super awesome and hard and it's just like, and then there's like a "There Might Be Giants" song right after that. So it's, it's so it's a lot. Fucking in, in a weird way, 100 Gex reminds me of the like spiritually, philosophically, the first time I heard of Caro Caro Benito, because Caro Caro Benito, when I first heard that album, was like, here is a uh, a, a Japanese girl with like a thick posh London accent, uh, singing song like almost like kind of rap singing, not kind of talk singing. Over like N64 sampled beats. But it works and it's kind of amazing. It's, it's, it was, it was just like so exciting when I first heard Carol Carol Bonito because it was just such a weird experimental thing that just on paper you're like, yeah, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Just some Japanese girl singing nonsense over uh, a beat made from the pa 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 sample from Mario 64. But they made it work somehow. And they're, they're still going strong, man. Yeah. They, 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 they have also, that that first album, they they improved it a hell of a lot more with uh, their second album, graduation. And then by the time they got their third album, it was like they were on a completely different. They they, they really did a good job, you know, involving that sound. And one hundred Gex is just like a bunch of different genres in a blender, and somehow it fucking works. All right, quick fire question: What kind of metal is Doom twenty sixteen soundtrack? I mean, technically, it's like what Dejure. What? <laughs> can you so, spell can you spell de jour, de jour? It's like DJ. It's like a I feel like I've seen all right, I'm dyslexic. I feel like I've seen it written out before. <laughs> and in my head I know what that word means or what it signifies. Look up a, all right. Really D- you know, Detour but with the I'm, I'm kind of shocked that the song Bleed by Meshuga was not on Oh D Degent? Degent? Oh Degent, thank you. All right. D J E N T. Uh, yeah. All right. Um is all right, I'm just gonna read out this definition from Mr. Hot Sauce. It's a subgenre of heavy metal known for polyrhythms, crunching ah, riffs, and power chords. And the D is silent, so it is oh, disgusting. Just However, metal continues to upset and disgust <laughs> me in the most banal ways possible. I, they're, they're all. They're also. I, be, I believe that's like a Swedish thing. <sighs> I do um, find the Swedish, but disgusting. I would. I would say that Swedish like fish, a lo- the, the, fish, get out of my country. The way that <laughs> the way that Dune twenty sixteen has its like the the way that the guitar is done. The, the way that Mick Gordon does his riffs, yeah. the way Would he you super down tunes it. It contains polyrhythms, crunching riffs, and power chords, the way he does yes. the guitar. Okay. But also, I feel like the way that he makes his drums, the way that he mixes and maximizes those drum hits and the snare hits and his mm-hmm. bass hits, that is dubstep. That is Skrillex style brick wall dubstep. And to me, um, you know, even a band like Meshuga still uses like real drum sounds. And the drummer for Meshuga is, you know, he's fucking godlike isn't what what that man the riff to bleed is so fucking good (laughs) and another another really good drummer that you might not know about kadikaris very good at drumming has lots of opinions on drummers i we know one time we him and i i don't think he knew that i had any kind of interest or background in music and we chatted about music for like about an hour or so on a zoom call a long time ago okay but um so that's that's music. That's music. That's yeah. all music. And I'm shocked. Hey, you know what? I thought we were this whole fucking podcast is just gonna be me gushing about Resident Evil 4 remake. Not allowed. And we, you, you have already yet. like prevented me from doing that. So I, I, I'm. I'm sh- <laughs> this is. Uh, I'm shocked. I'm happy. I'm yeah. Well, so um, Resident Evil 4 remake has has entered the chat. Is in out in the world. Um, just if you have not played it yet, just assume. That probably the rest of this podcast is going to be spoilers no, for Resident I, Evil I'm 4. I'm just trying not to spoil too much. Okay, that's that's not good enough for the anti-spoiler crowd. Yeah, I mean, well then, you gotta, if you're if you're dealing with spoiler people, you gotta like, all right, spoil. If like what's on the option menu to you is a spoiler, 
you know, we're like sitting here like, you know, a week and a half yeah. from that game. Why are, you probably shouldn't listen to a video it's, game podcast. Yeah, I, I had a friend who was like, always like, don't talk about movies. Don't spoil it for me. But he never watched movies. Oh, God. He never played the games. Like, don't spoil the game for me. It's like, it's 20. Play, it's play the game, dude. Not my fault you haven't played it yet. I, mean, I, I respect the idea of like, yeah, when the plot points happen and when cool shit happens, it's like, I want it to be a surprise. Mm-hmm. But also like, if you really care about that stuff, it's not my, it's not my fault that it spoiled you because you should have been on your stuff. My, my favorite comment we got on the Resident Evil 4 demos video that we just put out was someone saying, I have been trying all week to avoid spoilers. However, thank you, Derek. What happened to the dog was the one thing I wanted to be spoiled on. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, had a really, I had a really fun time because the majority of that video was made before the game came out. And then like kind of like the final bits of it we did after the game came out. Mm-hmm. And so I was able to kind of put that. I had a lot of fun putting in the spoiler for the dog Yeah. in that video. It's a very quick little just a little, a little quick moment. Yeah. Little All right. So quick, I'm going to try quick, to keep you uh, keep this breezy and keep you down. Should I start a timer <laughs> for you? I mean, what? I mean, Sorry, how much my, more? Derek and I's life. Yeah. Our domestic life has been, for the last week, has been Derek being like, hey, um, I love you. Please leave. For Do not talk to me. Yeah. Go away and do not talk to me for 10 hours, please. That's kind of like not. That's, I mean, that's essentially uh, it. That's the. Uh, so I have been I've been going out. I've been living my life. I've been eating ice cream. I've been going on walks. I've been yeah. doing all kinds of stuff. And it, it, it's fair because I am physically incapable of keeping myself from talking while I'm watching something. Yes. And <laughs> I'm, like, not... I'm, I'm trying to enjoy Resident Evil 4 and Grace is just like, oh, man. So Boss Burgers the other day. I'm like, I was I... like, here's the update on Scandaval and Vanderpump. And, and like, you're just like, oh, my God. And I was like, I, pa- I, I did actually pause. The game, and I was like, hey, are you going to keep talking about stuff? Because I just want to play Resident Evil 4 right now. And you were like, huh? What's I, going on? I might have I might have teared up a little bit. I was like, yeah. Just mm-hmm. Ariana's dress for the reunion is just queen shit. And you need to know about it. Okay. I'm going to get on this minecart with Luis now. Thank you. So. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially. So I, the, the, the long and short of it is that I am know nothing about this new game so are you right are you re- yeah. re- ready well all right yes re- okay. re- i'm guess who i am i'm a character from resident evil 4 it's um, you the guy that says, i'm a chainsaw i thought you were the guy that goes resident evil oh. <laughs> i did hear I that if you have the like ultra premium if you buy dlc yeah edition you you like you can turn oh on the God. old soundtrack and if you do that then the man will say resident okay so evil. first off there is all right a man says resident evil but it's not it's not the guy that sounds like this Four. <laughs> um is that the, sound, the same voice actor who does the the man with the the selling stuff the <laughs> merchant <laughs> yeah. i actually don't know i do not know Maybe kind of it, it's possible but like <laughs> they had they had him re-record all of the resident evil titles when they re-released everything for the uh, gamecube oh um all right so uh, that's like kind of but i will say era. it's like so I mean, you, it's if, if you buy dlc they 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 get they get a guy that kind of honestly sounds like Wesker, like just very very Resident Evil four. <laughs> but I want the guy that goes four. <laughs> I've always loved it. Goes Resident Evil four. <laughs> but also, he kind of hangs on the L in a weird way. There's a lot of texture, yes, in the way that that happens. <laughs> I love. I, actually, I made that little bit in the new video. I love it. I love the way he goes zero. <laughs> like he's kind of so happy. He's like Resident Evil Zero. He get, like he smile. He's really excited about Zero. I want. Yeah, I wonder how many times he had to record that because it's. I mean, it's a pretty important mood setter for the game, even though it doesn't really go along with anything that happens. Yeah. In the I don't game. know. I imagine like that is you walk in, you get paid like fifty bucks, and then you're like, then all of a sudden your voice is on millions and millions and millions of games. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's probably how it goes. But all right. So anyway, Resident Evil Four remake. Uh, like speaking broadly, you know, hey, it's, it's real good. 
Mm-hmm. It's real good, and it might it might be the best of all these five games. Um, uh, it, it, it might it might be better than remakes two and three. Uh, I, I think the greatest in thing. Ter- okay, in uh, terms of what, like, is it more fun? Is it a better homage to the original? Like, what about it makes Both. it better? Like, okay. first off, Resident Evil three. The problem with Resident Evil three is that like. It's, is that Resident Evil 3 sucks? We've talked about this. Yeah, yeah. Well, but the, the remake is like just kind of a bad remake of Resident Evil 3. Yeah. I, th- I still think that there's, there's just really no downside. There's no sore spots to Resident Evil 3 remake, but it's somehow still less than some of its parts. Yeah. Um, And I think Resident Evil 2 is, is really good and then kind of boring. And then, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, I mean, what Resident Evil 3 started with rehabilitating Carlos, it has flipping knocked out of the park with yeah. rehabilitating Louise. Just I I love him. I want to marry him. He is coming home with me. <laughs> and we are going shopping together after this. Okay, Grace. Should, I like you him. You should play the game. His hair is beautiful. You should play the game until at least the end or the halfway point. Why? Um. So the, the, <laughs> what? The, Resident Evil Four works as a as a standalone game, but also the way that they address all the weird weird shit with Resident Evil 4 original it's such a treat to watch these cutscenes and go to these rooms and areas and see how they have and, and watch in real time see how they curated the original game when like no that's a cool idea but we'll smoosh that together with this okay we'll, we'll take that but we'll add a little thing here um it's pretty incredible to be honest like I think the village area is pretty pretty like similar to the original game but then the castle area is like they they really start kind of going off. The castle has less resemblance to the original game. The homages are there. Um, I remember there was a water room. Yes, and, it's, so, and, it, and it is in fact called the water room on mm-hmm, the map now. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I honestly felt like it was, le- it was a little easier. I'm I'm only playing on normal. I have I, I I'm not one of these guys that jumps in and plays on hard mode right away. I'm like nah. I guess I'm like, you wanted me to play on the normal mode. It's right? like when this you get a recipe off of the internet, like you're not allowed to immediately change it and then complain. Yeah. Like just do, you can't evaluate a recipe. And you know what? On, like you can't just substitute beef for chicken. And our friend a long time ago, we did a video for Evil Within 2. And our friend didn't really like Evil Within 2 as much as I did because they started playing on hardcore. And it was much more difficult for them. And they kind of they went the wrong path with their upgrade tree. And they were like, oh, no, it kind of I kind of wasted a bunch of my 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 resources early on in the game. And, it and you wasted your end. goddamn time. Yeah. And, and it's like, Jeez. oh, that was really, really hard by the end. I'm like, well, you jumped into hardcore mode or whatever, like, you know, the, the next one up is before Akuma mode. But um, yeah, I just I don't know, I'm not like I don't play I, when I got Halo 2. I didn't jump directly into legendary mode. You know, I just it's not yeah. my thing. I also take my damn time with these games. I had to go hella slow. Uh, so I'm actually just at the very end of the castle. I haven't actually, I haven't actually beaten it yet, and I'm like 16 hours in. <laughs> but I, that's how, that's how oh. I do. Mm-hmm. And the weird thing with this game, but it's also one of its strengths, kind of subtly, it doesn't. I don't think it replaces Resident Evil Four uh, because nothing can. The, the the reality of this remake is, um, it is a new Resident Evil game using this tried and true engine they've been using since uh, RE7, right? The, uh, the the RE, the Reach engine. Uh, it's the RE engine, but the hand is, is is reaching to the moon because it's called the Reach for the Moon ending, or Re- Reach for the Moon engine. It's not called the Resident Evil engine. I, that was so disappointing when I heard that, that that's why the logo for the RE engine doesn't have a zombie in it. But anyway, it's, you know, Konami or Capcom. I don't know, I Capcom, think it's kind of cute. But well, it was weird that they, they debuted it with the new Resident Evil Seven, you know, game, and it was like, here's the new Resident Evil, new new kind of soft reboot for the franchise. I mean, they were kind of here's going out, whole on new limb, engine, you know, and they I, were sort of reaching for the moon with that. Oh, well, they were, yeah, as a launch, you know, that was that was something that no one knew that they wanted. But it's called, like, <laughs> but the logo is RE Engine. Yeah, and that was it's a hand reaching for the moon. But I just saw RE Engine. It's and pronounced like, oh. Rengen. <laughs> Re re engine, yeah. Re engine. <laughs> yeah. Re res has a new channel coming Re-gen-a. up called the re engine. Yeah. There you go. Well, Shane can do a new channel called the re engine. <laughs> okay. I'll I'll uh, have my people talk to his people. So we'll, the good we'll thing about though is this is though like you know hey 
the original Resident Evil 4 is still extremely fucking available out there. They did not do a Rockstar Games and just like, well, this is now the canonical Resident Evil 4. It's gone forever. Um, however, like when Resident Evil 4 first came out, it wasn't it, it was a new engine. It was a whole new style of game, not just for the series of but just kind of for games in general. The level of nuance, the behind the back, the camp. It really was a game that just worked. Yeah, even yeah, especially the camp and this story and all this stuff. Like, I, I think you were trying to make a joke, Chris. But I'm, I'm actually being very serious. Like, the camp is absolutely Ooh, one of the things they nail. The color palette. I feel like I don't know if it was just. I don't think we can blame it on Resident Evil Four, but it feels like everything after maybe Unreal Engine was just it was just yeah. brown. I think that for has a long that's, time. That's more of a Gears of War Unreal Engine Three yeah. issue, but yeah. that's that's out of my depth a little. I. You but can I, see but, it in Resident Evil 4. But well. if I can finish my thought, is all I'm trying to say. Mm, okay, you got five seconds. Again, I'm kidding. I'm stop. kidding. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, this is why I'm then. not allowed to watch Resident Evil 4. But my, my point is, is that this is not Resident Evil 4. It is not this new game that is just blowing everything out of the water and completely kind of changing everything. It is a... It's it's the same tried and true game and tried and true engine we've seen now for... Uh, uh, four games and it is a very very good one of those and that's fine it didn't need to be more than that i think that's something that's that's kind of the reason why Valve never made half-life 3 because they wanted half-life 3 to be the same like technical move forward as like it needed to be just as impactful technically as Half-Life 2 and Half-Life 3, and I guess Half-Life Alex, but I've not actually played that, but I've heard that Half-Life Alex is like maybe like one of the maybe the best VR game, especially in terms of what it, it does in that game. Um I think if Valve like let that shit go and just made Half-Life 3 just so you can finish the damn story, I think that's kind of what most people really want at this point. We'd be much happier. And I think that's what we got with Resident Evil 4. Is Resident Evil 4 is similar to what Half-Life 3 should be, just like Use a new engine, make it look good, but just make, just put it out there, make a new one, mm-hmm. just do it again. And so I, I, there's a part of me that's like, it. This is not going to erase the original Resident Evil Four because nothing could. But I also get the sense like it didn't really try to, um, because like gameplay wise, it does a lot of new interesting stuff. And with the story. It, again, I said earlier, it's so much fun to watch cutscenes and hear bits and pieces of dialogue uh, moved around or reset. It's similar to the moment in Resident Evil Remake when Barry saves you from the collapsing uh, ceiling trap. And he goes, a few minutes later, you'll be well fit for a sandwich, which is a very, which is how you would probably say you were almost a Jill sandwich. No one would say that. But if you were going to make that dumbass dad joke, you were you would have been well fit for a sandwich is probably how a real person would say that dumbass joke in that moment, and so there are so many, so many lines of dialogue where you're like, oh, this is this is spiritually the exact same scene, and the character have these have you know has the exact same motivation and stuff here, but this is how a human being would actually say these things. Yeah, it's, well, I mean, and they very different from the Resident Evil series, you know, because they were making so many games so quickly in like a five-year span and then or six you know five-year span it's kind of insane how yeah. many resident mainline resident evil games they made but on top of that it was at the birth of 3d so like almost every game plays a little bit differently mm-hmm. in a way that you don't get if you look at these remakes yeah or even the you know like seven and eight and all that like they all play the same they're all kind of the same in yeah, a same same menu except that the set dressing is different yeah and the set dressing is really good, but that's one of those re- kind of like the reason I don't feel super compelled to play Resident Resident Evil Four mm-hmm. is just that I'm I'm kind of tired of uh, I guess like big 3D AAA games just in general. But I'm like I'm happy you're really enjoying it. Yeah, it it's um, I think so many of the changes are so smart. Mm-hmm. Like like one I think probably my favorite kind of change to the uh, game so far is uh the the cabin siege um where uh you're just kind of like you and Luis are in a cabin and it's just non-stop villagers swarming you 
uh, similar to like the uh, you know the village fight at the very beginning of the game. There's just so many more villagers, and they just attack with so much more fero- fero- ferocity. Ferocity. Yeah, and it's just way harder. Like I died at the at the uh, the cabin section, like I think twice, because I was just like not really taking it very serious, and then I was just getting very quickly overwhelmed, and suddenly like the guy with with the big hammer shows up, and I'm like, oh crap, and I just get completely demolished. Um, but that sequence doesn't end with them just going, never mind. And they just walk away. Like you just have to like survive what five, 10, seven minutes, whatever it is in the original game. And then eventually they go, "Never mind," And they just walk away and leave. Where in the remake, uh, you just go until Leon or until Ashley shows up out of nowhere and goes, Leon this way. And just a door opens up and you run away. But like, you know, in the scene, they don't go away. The, the villagers never stop pers- perus- uh, pursuing you. You were like, you just happen to get away. You don't beat them all. You get overwhelmed, and eventually you just decide to leave. And then you just happen to get behind a big, uh, uh, you know, drawbridge or something like that. A big, big door comes down, and crushes somebody. And then also in the original game, after that sequence, you have like a choice to go. You know, this path to the left or this path to the right. And the path to the left is where you fight uh, a bunch of chainsaw ladies. The path to the that's path to the left, sorry. Path to the left is where the chainsaw ladies are. Path to the right is where you just have a, a you run one away from a, a big giant, the big El Gigante. Everybody always takes the right because it's way easier. You can run past that dude. You don't have to fight nothing. And if you know, do your shit, you can get a whole bunch of new loot. So they remove that choice. So after you do the uh, the cabin siege, you, 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 I won't say exactly how because, uh, how how they introduce the chainsaw ladies into the scene is really is really fun, and they kind of make that a, a sequence you have to do. And after that, then it, yeah, it's I guess I don't want to get too big into spoilers, but the the back end of the cabin or the back end of the village section is such a good example of like just taking what worked in the original game and then throwing out what didn't because the problem with Resident Evil Four was that like it wasn't really a problem, but one of the aspects of Resident Evil 4 was like there's so many weird bosses and cutscenes and puzzles and well, sequences. One thing I think that we could say about Shinji Mikami as a game designer is mm-hmm. he he loves his set pieces. Yes. Kind of to a fault sometimes. He he is he is a raw gameplay guy. Yeah. He just loves systems, mechanics, puzzles. And you could really feel that in games like I think the Resident Evil games stand up pretty decently but when you start playing something like dino crisis yeah or evil within one evil within one within absolutely one has just too much shit in it it's yeah it's a mess mm-hmm. and then also evil within two takes a lot of that out and kind of makes it a more streamlined refined game but a lot of people didn't like that game because i took much shit out and it's yeah. like you, you really you can't please every, like you know no one's happy with it you know kind but of thing. but it's interesting so resident evil 4 didn't exactly it like kept the spirit of yeah. the thing while simplifying it and refining it. It sounds like there is there are bits and pieces that are just gone. There are bits and pieces that are kind of like uh, smushed together uh, in smarter ways. Uh, there's uh, I, so far I've I've every every new cutscene, every new choice they change something. I've like yeah, that's awesome. That's how you should. That's how you should do that. Uh, I don't like Krauser's voice. Say that much. Krauser, he doesn't he doesn't have these he he isn't just like a knockoff, you know, solid snake. Long been a long time, comrade. He just kinda has like a normal ass kind of voice. He's kind of a normal dude. But he's like this big gruff buff dude with a huge scar on his face, and he has a weird, like, you know, like his his lips kind of he always has kind of a weird snarl with the way he talks. So but he looks like he should have He a, looks like yeah, he looks like he should be having kind of a, one of those gruff voices. And, and, then, he, and he just kinda doesn't. Cruising for a bruise. Yeah, bro. So rookie, you know, you're green. Resident Evil. <laughs> My voice cut out. <laughs> Evil. Oh, oh, I can't do that. <laughs> it's it's great though. Um, it just feels. I don't, it's it's I don't know. It's hard to know where to like keep how how. There's too much to say. Oh my god, there's too much. The merchant, the merchant's great. He has way more dialogue now almost too much dialogue like holy shit i'm looking at the uh i'm looking i'm at the merchant store i'm like should i upgrade this or mm, should i buy that or should i mm. 
and I'm like, kind of, I'm kind of thinking about where I should put my money, and the dude won't shut up. I get it, like we all love the merchant. They found a great voice actor, and you want to get as many lines in there, but like, bro, give me more than fifteen seconds before you're like, oh, are you gonna buy anything? Why are you taking so long, stranger? It's like, shut up. <laughs> uh, but a still, a penny saved is a penny earned, except. When you don't spend it here, stranger. <laughs> There's one line of dialogue, and I, I can't explain why I like it so much. It's just his delivery. It was like, rubies are rubbish. It makes no difference to me. But the money afterwards, well, stranger, that's for us to decide. I, I forget exactly what it is. Something like he goes, he just kind of says, rubies are rubbish. It makes no difference to me. It's something about his delivery on that line. I think it's so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, God. And then like Ashley's really good. Like they really make Ashley's character so much better. Uh, I think Ashley's relationship with uh, Leon is really fun and cute. I know there's a lot of talk about like characters talking too much about like, hmm, gotta get up that ladder. It's gotta be a way to get around here. And get up, get up the- well, this door is locked, but there's some kind of key here. I better go find the key to open it. The- that kind of like, yeah, bro, I get it. Thank you. Yes, I, I don't need you, my character, to like, sit like, internal monologue soliloquy every five seconds to remind me where I need to go. However, I felt like. The the sec the segment where you're playing is Ashley. She had a lot of fun observations. I think I would have liked a few more, just because like the segment with Ashley's way longer, and kind of way crazier. That I feel like it would be okay for her to be like, "What the fuck is what is this?" Oh my god! You know, like there's a funny moment where like you get away from all the armors chasing you, and then you get down to an you go down an elevator, and she's like, "Oh, I am done with armor." And then you get to the bottom of the elevator and you go to a hallway that is lined with armor. And she was like, what did I just say? And I thought that was kind of funny. I kind of wanted more of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, her character is great. Uh, the the actual and- like partner AI dynamic. How would you say that that's really good? Yeah, I um. Okay, here's- I never I n- I never had a problem with Ashley. Yeah, maybe because I grew up playing gold and I had to deal with Natalia. Uh, just like standing there while I'm getting shot in the face <laughs> while I'm like, there's a billion guys entering the room and you're just like in my way. Like, what are you doing, Natalia? So anything, any, any problems I ever had with Ashley was those scars were met with made in golden eye years before. So I was battle ready. I was calloused. It was not going to bother me. Mm-hmm. So baseline, I never had a problem with Ashley. And I thought people that would say that that was like a deal breaker for them. I didn't agree at all. Thought that was a silly thing. If all of all the things you could like not like about Resident Evil Four, that to me was a ridiculous one. I thought they handled that one so fucking well, and I feel like they do well with this one too. Um, you can't tell her to hide in a dumpster, <laughs> or I haven't gotten that point in the game where you can go tell her to hide in a dumpster. Uh, but uh, no, it's like man, no complaints. Straight up, just I'm really. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. And I'm like thinking there's some stuff I probably shouldn't mention because it might be kind of spoilery. And it's, 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 uh, maybe you can do like a, a spoiler cast as like kind of a special edition. Oh, you know separate what? Separate thing for so people. So we did a, I did a spoiler cast with when Resident Evil uh, Village came out mm-hmm. with our friend Luke, uh, our friend Luke Green, who does all our bumpers and trailers and stuff, uh, does all the art, who's done all the artwork for the channel. He's a huge horror fan. And we talked about Resident Evil 8 maybe I can get Luke. I could probably get Luke on again. He actually uh, uh, DM'd me when the game came out. He was like, all right, let's race. See who can get a platinum first. I'm like, it's probably going to be you, man. It's but definitely thank- going to be you. Thanks for thinking of me. So, uh, <laughs> and we could probably do that. Yeah, that sounds it's fun. It's possible. But I also still need to beat it. And then I also still want to like, I got to go through New Game Plus a couple times. And then like, um, I don't know. It's like. It's not over till the director's commentary is over. Am I right? I didn't fellas? I didn't think it was possible that you could remake Resident Evil 4. And I guess to a certain degree they didn't because they cut so much content and they trimmed so many things and for the better. Uh it's still a really big game, still a lot going on in the game. Uh it doesn't really feel like you're missing lots of stuff. Resident Evil 4, the original, will still be there, and it's a different enough game that I don't think you can really compare the two. Yeah. But this game here that they have is such a good remake of... It carries the spirit of the original so well while doing its own thing and modernizing so much that, like, it's fantastic. It's absolutely amazing, and I I didn't think it would be possible for them to actually do this. 
I mean, I said that they, they couldn't remake it, but then like as this new Resident Evil team from Capcom, the more Resident Evils they pumped out and the more, the more often they just fucking nailed it. Like if Resident Evil 3 remake of these five new games, if RE3 remake is the worst one, which it probably is, that's still an incredible like amount of praise because that game is still pretty fucking good. It's still probably it's like still, an A. It's still really good. It's yeah. an A versus yeah. an S. If all like, the others you know? are like on the S, S tier, like then that's the only one that's like on the A or the B tier. You know, it's like it's still an incredible batting average. Okay, so this is a question from Wario Tush in the uh, Patreon. Amazing name. Where do you think Capcom goes next with the Resident Evil remakes? A remake of five could obviously stand to be a significant improvement. Yeah. There are a lot of problems with five, but how how will that work? One of the things I'm thinking about is will if they do that, is that going to be when the shine of this game style sort of wears off because Resident Evil 5 was even though it had some of the most iconic, the most iconic Resident Evil moment, which is the the boulder punch. The boulder punch. Yeah. You know exactly what I'm talking about. But that there, game was made in like that was a 360 game. That was a PS3 game. That yeah. was made in the HD era. Like um, my problem with. All right. So my problem with remaking Resident Evil 5. If they remake Resident Evil 5. Then they're going to have to remake Resident Evil 6. And. I. The problem with Resident Evil 6. I've never even played Resident well, Evil 6. I, I mean, like but my the, point. Well, the let, me finish, we let me finish my point here. Okay. Resident Evil 6 is such a was the problem with RE6 was a gigantic game. It was like all three, four, if you count the Ada uh, episodes, were like gigantic campaigns. It was just too big. There was too much going on. And I think, you know, regardless of how you feel about Resident Evil 5 and 6, they're both very big games and they both would be huge undertakings to make. Um, yo, in the chat, the chat here is I'm on you. I'm on you, I'm on you with the chat. Co Veronica needs a remake. Because Co Veronica is a great game that's got some problems, got some big problems. I think the only reason why really they remade Resident Evil 4 was because it still sells well, and that way they can have Resident Evil's 0 through 8 on a storefront. You can get all eight of them, or sorry, all nine of them. You know, they, they wanted to have a complete list there. Um they need to they need to. Stop I don't know if you're aware of this, Derek, but Resident Evil 4 has made it onto HD uh, storefronts this already. True. This is true. <laughs> um, they they need to move forward. I, I I think this this team is is uh too talented to keep to have to always have like one foot in the past. Um, and honestly, like I have no problem with kind of remaking five, I guess. But then you're gonna have to also remake six. And it's like. Those two games, how much energy towards those two games, and you could you, you could have Resident Evil's nine and ten by then, mm-hmm. nine, ten, and eleven. Um, I want them to keep. Uh, if they're gonna remake something, Co Veronica, because it is, but because there's not a number behind it, I don't think they'll do it because they want to have that nice easy zero through eight on on a storefront, and Co Veronica is like, what is that? There's not a number. I don't care. It is. It is a bit. It, it tiptoes into that niche area mm-hmm. where, you know, like, unfortunately, with AAA games, you kind of need to have a sure thing. It, the, the real tragedy of all of this is that, like, Co-Veronica was supposed to be three and Nemesis was supposed to be the spinoff game. But because Co-Veronica was a uh, Dreamcast exclusive for a hot minute and the Dreamcast kind of came out in Japan and did not. Dreamcast did well enough in America, did not do well in Japan. It really launched with a big thud and a big nothing. Yeah. And so even though it was a hell of a system, facts are that it just did not move in the numbers. What about a Zero remake? No. <laughs> just no. 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 Remake Sweet Yak- Home. Remake Sweet Home because Zero was basically the closest Derek, we got to Yakuza a, a Zero is the most successful Yakuza game. Good for it. Great. I mean, they, it, there's precedence is all I'm saying. I want, the, it's, <laughs> I love Resident Evil 4 remake, but stop with the remakes. Stop it. Move forward. New stuff. I mean, really, that we're here in 2023 and we're like still remaking Resident Evil games is the most Capcom shit ever. Ten years ago, they you know remade Zero and uh, Remake 1. Uh, it, they made them HD and brought them to PS4. And I think like that was the start of it. They're like, we're, let's, let's see if we can't 
like just remake all these games and then we'll have new HD versions of all these games. They've all been they've all sold extremely well. But the, clearly the team that is working on Resident Evil right now is very talented. Resident Evil 7 and 8 are fantastic games. They are amazing games. Um and this team is super talented. Let let them do their own thing. They, they need to stop going back in the time. Just no. They they won't remake Code Veronica because it doesn't have a number on it. I, and also, for the record, I want to be clear. They should remake. I love Code Veronica. It's got problems, but I've always been there for Code Veronica is fantastic. It is a great game. This unfortunately that just kind of became like this redheaded stepchild. No one talks about. They should remake it. It's probably the Resident Evil game that, de- that deserves a remake over anything else. But the politics of outside of like Dino Crisis three or something. <laughs> Remake Dino Crisis 1 first. Pump your brakes. Let's remake Survivor first and then we'll talk. Okay. Um, uh, but they won't do it. They won't. It's sure, not going to happen. Yeah. So they should stop with the remakes and, and do new stuff now. Well, well, we'll see. I don't. I'm a little skeptical because that they would. I, I feel like we are going to keep the remake train running because it has worked so well for them so i, so I don't think the, it's gonna so stop so is the new shit like resident evil 7 i believe yeah no is, and i'm not i'm not saying like, it they won't yeah i'm not saying they're gonna stop with that but i'm saying i think they're gonna continue to do remakes as well yeah well i worked. mean hey if you want to remake something else and leave resident evil low and, and bring back dino crisis um see if you can't get the parasite eve uh copyright or something back from square or whoever has it now uh you know there's that you have you have so much more you can do so much more you can do i suppose all right so no actually you know what let's let's say we should remake uh the last of us too let's (laughs) have we done that yet remake the last of us part two yeah can we just each make remake pedro pascal and just put him into all of our living rooms just (laughs) every that's my I'm running for president. That's my platform. Yeah. Every one of us should have their own Pedro Pascal to just Damn. just hang out with. Oh, excited for Resident Evil 2 remake. I yeah, I'm st- I or Silent Hill 2 remake. You're, oh, I'm sorry. sorry. The question from the this chat is chat was from Silent Hill 2 remake. I'm so are sorry. Are you excited for the Silent Hill 2 remake? And and Go. like I still yeah, that, that that's another game that I feel like don't remake that one because I don't trust Bloober team to handle that story. Um, I, which we, we've talked about that on the podcast yeah. a lot honestly any you know i want to see more uh sonic's been murdered games Let, let's just kill kill james kill the sonic yeah let's go oh wait i will i want to say one last thing about resume yeah. okay one um, last thing uh there's a meme that sprung up a couple days ago that i'm a huge fan of uh and it be it near as i can tell some random artist on Twitter, apropos of nothing, just tweeted, would it be funny if Ashley in Resident Evil 4 was a mouse? And then they drew a bunch of pictures of like a mousy Ashley who was like shouting, Leon, help! And like was like really excited about cheese and said, you know, cheese to meet you. And uh, artists on Twitter went nuts. And there is just so much like mousy Ashley art out there uh that is super cute super funny um the idea that like ashley's a cute little mouse and she's constantly getting herself in trouble like trying to pull cheese off of bear traps and stuff like that and leon's like ashley no and she's like but this cheese you know uh it's it's like what if gadget from rescue rangers was also a big dummy and loved cheese like monty you know it's very it is my favorite thing which is a juxtaposition of super cute stuff with horror Oh, I thought you were going to say horny. No, we, naturally that's out there. Because <laughs> as soon as you say, what if Gadget, it's like, the okay, the hot one. Yeah. You could have said any mouse and then but you said the girl one. But that's the only, yeah, that's, that's the girl one. But I don't know. It's okay. You, you can be horny the, on me. The, listen, there is there. That was not why I was looking through that hashtag. <laughs> um, but it's super cute. It's really funny. And it's just like the strangest meme you could have thought to pop up from this uh and i support it mm-hmm. and i love it it reminds me of um you know the animal crossing doom crossover uh I, I love that shit i really do i think it's so funny so 
Yeah, it, oh yeah, and people are pointing, posting in the chat that it got to the point where the official Resident Evil, the English-speaking Resident Evil uh, chat, or Twitter account rather, on the 31st of March, just tweeted the mouse emoji and a cheese emoji. Like, it, it, and that was only within like, man, like a couple of days. It just blew up so fast and <laughs> not cute. Do you think it took two days for the American social media team to get approval from Jap- the Japanese HQ, just I would, like the olden days. Probably, I would hope, <laughs> man, because to the old days, Capcom America and Capcom Japan, nobody was picking up the phone and talking. There was no, <laughs> nobody was really communicating here. Um. All right. Well, so speaking of Doom, I have a couple of Doom questions right. to ask. One oh, is yeah. just, Derek, you're a sucker for Doom things. True. Are you aware of Doom Linux? Oh, probably Doom no. wasn't on Linux. I don't. I think it's a. It says here it's a distro that just plays Doom. So I think I'm too dumb to really know why that's significant. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. For me, it's it's you know it's always. I I like the the capitalism angle of all the, <laughs> all the bad Doom ports that came out. Uh, it's just a funny side effect of how video games as an industry operates that like there's money to be made god damn it we got we got to get doom on everything there's oil in exactly. this here and there's just like you know cigar chomping plutocrats with a lot of money start throwing you know crumbs at like extremely talented developers who are like literal wizards warlocks doing incredible magic to make these things functional or great on these systems uh, so that's kind of like, or the hobbyists who are like, I got this toaster, I got Doom running on this toaster. Yeah, like that's just touch fun. bar. This pregnancy test. Yep, yep. All the good ones. Well, um, there is a comment from I can't find their name right now. Oh, from Derp saying that a Doom Two on the Steam Deck might be the best way to play Doom Two, which is possible. I oh. actually kind of hate playing Doom on the Switch. Like if the controller just doesn't feel right for it for me so having the portable doom like on a switch deck switch deck sounds cool or, i think sorry the, steam deck yeah the the, jo- <laughs> the switch deck wow the joy cons i think you know some games they're they're fine for others they're not um, i just get weird carpal tunnel from the mm-hmm. like if i'm going to actually be holding the switch like off of a tv or off the not using the pro controller it needs to be like a strategy game just so that i can lift my thumbs up yeah you know we we really need to get like the the big wings you can bolt on the side of a switch like there's like you can get joy cons that are basically the size of half of a wii u gamepad um and we need to get those i don't feel like i have like really big hands my hands are like big enough that like yeah sometimes playing doom on the joy con sucks I, I have to play it on the pro controllers. Mm-hmm. Um, well, kind of on the subject of old consoles, this is from Scott. Do you miss the convenience of memory cards from the 90s and 2000s? No. 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 Because <laughs> I have so many memory cards. When I want to play old games, I'm like, fuck, which one was it? Ugh, which one yeah, was it? I am so sorry, Scott. But the <laughs> as soon as you said that, I, I also immediately was like, Though, no. It is crazy. Like, I have a memory card for the Sega CD, which is just a Genesis cartridge. But, like, on it, I, I plugged it in for the first time in probably, like, 20 years at least, maybe more. And my save at the end of Lunar 1 from, like, seriously, like, 1996, 95 uh, was still on there. And so there's a part of me that does really like plugging in a memory card and being like holy shit my silent hill 2 my first silent hill playthrough from 1999 or whenever is still here mm-hmm. like my tony hawk to my the save for the first driver game that i have on a memory card somewhere because you have to beat the main driver uh, campaign which is really really difficult and not very fun uh that unlocks like the free roam mode where you can just like do the standard what, what became like the open world thing that you could do out of the box with GTA 3 it yeah. unlock it in driver one but like I still have that once I checked still have that save data so that aspect of it is really cool. well and I think that they're talking more about the idea of if your friend has the game and has the system you can just 
pull out your memory card, go over to your friend's house and plop yeah. it back in. No, that was super convenient. Yeah. Though I think you can, I mean, I guess now you can, you can kind of do that through the cloud, you know, just you have to download your profile or something. It's a and, pain in the ass too. And it's and like, I, I, I think, think, well, we have a friend who has a, <laughs> what they have some sort of memory card device where you can just like, I think I maybe it's just that you can download things from the internet, like save s- files from the internet and then just go. So that's kind of cool. I used to bring my uh, 360 hard drive. I would just like rip it off the top and bring it to a friend's house and I'd like play games there. Like, cause mm-hmm. I had like my, my doing when my splatter house was like on yeah. that memory card and I would just bring it over. And- I guess, I mean, this probably could devolve into a greater conversation about just DRM and always yeah. online and how that yeah. kind of sucks. But yeah, so I think there are definitely some positives, definitely some the negatives. The Xbox One, Microsoft was, Microsoft read, they read the room correctly. They knew what the, they read the winds of the future correctly, but they read the room incorrectly because their messaging was totally off. But what Microsoft tried to do with the Xbox One was actually the future. They were just the only ones to actually say it out loud. And Sony was smart enough to like kind of Trojan horse that shit in. And, you know, now now suddenly everything's online all the time. All right. I got two more. All right. So this one is from Eric. Is there a game franchise you would never play through? Like if you were, you know, sometimes you're like, okay, for historical record, I need to go back. (laughs) I need to play all the Metroid games. I need to play all of the Zelda games, something like that. Is there one that is an absolute no-go zone for you? Uh, I can't see myself ever playing all of the Yakuza games because there's so many of them and they're all so long. And I watched you play zero and one. I almost kind of feel like I'm, You've had the experience. I, I'm pretty good. I have wanted to go back and play Zero uh, or uh, the remakes, like you know, Kiwami 1 or 2. Mm-hmm. But like, yo, there's like nine of those games, right? We got like, the, there's Zero and then 1 through 6. And there's like, and then there's the, the Like a Dragon. The, Judgment, the, if we yeah, want to go the, there. Yeah, the weird kind of like <laughs> RP, turn-based RPG that came out recently. Like, I, I could see, that is like a one and done kind of a thing. For me, I cannot see myself getting that invested in it. If I was, I would just watch like all the cutscenes. I'd watch a movie compilation type thing on YouTube. Yeah, because people have those are really fun videos where it's literally, literally like a little bit of gameplay, all the cutscenes, and you're kind of watching basically what is a tight film version of this game. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, I feel like Assassin's Creed would be impossible. Really, just any RPG. Um, series that too is probably too a step yeah. too far like can you imagine going back and playing every final fantasy game not all the way through that'd be painful not i for, also for i me could, the first one i mean I, if, if we went okay. to like the first nine or ten then maybe but like you know, you're not even gonna do 12 well 12 is online only wait, wait. No. no 11 was online Am I thinking yeah. of thir- okay i mean the lightning ones that was 13 and 13 okay. there's three parts of 13 yeah. One of which was like a weird Groundhog's Day time loop. I I've heard uh, game. I didn't. Know I about. feel like people have come around on on Lightning as yeah. a whole from I, but, from the whispers. I've but seen. I have played a lot of the original uh, eight Final Fantasies yeah. and beaten almost all of them. Never beat two. Never beat three. Never done ten. Uh, never actually beaten seven. Me neither. (laughs) I know I've talked about that a lot on the podcast. Well, okay, so for me, the first thing I thought of for some reason, because perhaps because I've thought about it a lot, I liked Nier Automata a lot. Yeah. And I was like, would I ever want to go back and play the Nier series? And the answer I came up with was absolutely hell no. No way in hell. (laughs) And it's just because I, I don't think that I have the attention. Like, I don't I don't have the critical thinking required in my brain for for that there it's just near automata was so heady for me and it was it was so fun and cool and surprised me constantly and in a weird way like i don't think i can go through that for you know like early 3d camera (laughs) like i can't can't i kind of get the sense also that near automata is like easily the best and it's, if, dimi- if it's diminishing most... returns around. Like there's there's a lot of appeal in the rest of the in the near games. Yeah. But like maybe. that's that's the pinnacle. That's the clear top, right? I mean, I'm not 
gonna I'm not gonna diss on the near near fandom because they they've been hungry. You know, yeah. <laughs> no, they no, they've been eating scraps. No one believed them that this series was good when that first near came game came out. No one believed them that it was that great. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that the that it's considered like a classic in the same way that that Automata is now. But definitely when near Tom was like, oh. They're making another near game, whatever, and the reviews came out like, no, this game's fucking. This is game this of the is year. A game of the, this is a game of the year right here, game contender. Everyone was like, oh, the the near game is the what now? Um, the game I mean, of- and it it probably ended up being at least the thirstiest game of that year. Yep, man. That I- that was a big year for <laughs> thighs. I think it was a. Uh, I think it was an episode of uh, of uh, Sphere Hunter Susie. I uh, was talking about. So I was watching a video somewhere, and they were just like, you know, talking about how. Near made brought ass back. <laughs> like, oh, okay, it, it made ass a thing. Calm down, calm the fuck that was... down. That it was not near that did that. That is yes. insulting to the biggest video game maven of our time, Miss mm-hmm. Kim Kardashian. Oh my like, god, great Jesus! You know how much shit we got for that. I put that joke in the Kojima video, but like that Kim Kardashian is the Kim Kardashian of video games. Yeah, or that Kojima is you know Kim, Kim Kojima's almost the Kim Kardashian of video games. If she wasn't already, she yeah. like became a like a billionaire she off did. of no, she did that video game. People were not, it's insane. You were Grace. People are not were not ready for that. Truth. They're not ready for the truth. Yeah, <laughs> you were like, why are you booing me? I'm right, but they were still booing you. <laughs> you're not wrong. You're just an asshole. Yeah, yeah, is probably the answer. I, I was a little bit more feisty back then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess on the proof, I guess. Yeah. And then I think about like how many Assassin's Creed games they made. Like like a lot of those games, like Assassin's Creed and Far Cry, I'm like one and done. I played a lot of Far Cry 3 and Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon. And I was like, yeah, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I don't, nah. I think I played a lot of Assassin's Creed 2. Then I played, tried playing 4 and did not like it. Actually, I did super did not like how the combat was in that game. Uh, and I was like kind of expecting it to be, to be blown away. And I just wasn't well let's flip it around then and uh then i think it's probably about time to wrap up but oh yeah what what game series is there then that you want to go back and play through all of it we've kind of over the years grace kind of been going through the silent hill series it's true we did go through over the span of several years we played for all through four and uh homecoming mm-hmm. and we got a bad we never got into downpour What's, yeah what would be the next no we started playing we have frozen... tried to play downpour so many times no not downpour shatter memories for the yes Wii. we have tried to play that so many times and i just and can't God, neither one of us can do the motion the, controls the running segments just suck so bad God. It's, yeah it's that situation where i will only be willing to play it if we can have the ps2 version and yeah. we've just never gotten gotten over that hurdle <laughs> we need, yeah we need to get some emu- we need to get like some some emulation, re- emulation on that, yeah. On that, that yeah the the psp and ps2 versions of that game are very expensive um but that means we should we should skip that and go to downpour probably yeah um I, and, and it's it was, what was kind of fun about that is like playing resident Evil for the room next to homecoming and you know i was like i kind of liked homecoming better mm-hmm. four was just that's the, another truth man. people aren't ready for <laughs> the, the, la- the last half of four is so bad how much we got yelled at on twitter yep yep <laughs> um for me it's probably metroid is the one i keep thinking about as a series i would like to go back through and play every single one but i uh yeah, that's, but that's such a variety you're going through on that it really is but also and it's not like it's not accessible to me personally you know because i live with Derek alexander but also um i just kind of want to play slay the spire and watch bob's burgers and that's all i want to do yeah so you know <laughs> that's where i am right i now. have been wanting to get i used to have almost every tony hawk game and then i kind of when i just slimmed some of my collection down i settled on just having the first three uh I wanted to like I, I don't think I ever really gave Project Eight a fair shake. I don't think I ever played um American Wasteland. Um Counterpoint, we gave Ride a super fair fair we, shake. We did, yeah. We yeah. gave it tons of shakes. Uh but like kinda like the <laughs> kind of like that that like post Tony Hawk four era. Mm-hmm. Cause like Thug One and Thug Two were really when they were trying the when they that was Thug One and Thug Two is when they had their best ideas. But never had the time or the money to really make it work because that was a it was a yearly franchise a new one every fucking year and they had great ideas but i just my recollection of thugs one and two was like all right i think i'm about done 
You guys are, you have some cool ideas here, but it's just not, it's not gelling. It's not, you're, you're getting too big for your britches. And Tony Hawk 3 will always be the peak where they just, everything, the ideas and the dev time and the, uh, uh, the delivery of it. Like, man, Tony Hawk 3 is like such a goddamn amazing game. But I would like to go through and play the other ones too. Mm-hmm. Been a long time. Yeah. You know what? Maybe someday mm-hmm. you could. Oh, oh no. The real answer to this is just dance. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I always forget which ones I have. We need to have just a chart that I hang like on our door just so that we're yeah. constantly thinking about just we. I have one, just two, three, dance, four, we. 14, and 17, 2017 of the Just Dance games. So I'm yeah. missing 15, 16, 18, 19, 20. Uh, they, what? Only three? Wait. No. <laughs> no, no, no 14, okay, that's five. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, and those later ones got, are kind of expensive because it's like ridiculous that, that Just Dance 2020 came out on the Wii, but not the Wii U. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah, that's insane. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us here on this March Madness Monday. Oh, that's true. Though. It is the um, final episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, oh, that's this, terrible. This, this, the this final the, game. The season finale. It's the season finale of March Madness. And I am currently the last one standing in my family's March Madness poll. Um, against your parents. Against my mom and dad. Yeah. So I'm I have a lot riding on this game. I have one dollar riding on. I could win five dollars or I could so lose one dollar. Grace wants to go watch. <laughs> I Grace gotta wa- go. It's it's time. Well, hey, it is it's the third for basketball? It is the third right now. Uh, you know, the first Monday, the third Monday again of April, the third and the seventeenth. We are doing. We've been on this like two week every two weeks. Bam, bam, bam. New uh, new podcast that is going to end in May, but for that means like for the next four podcasts. So it is just going to be here. Uh, uh every every two weeks a new episode. Where so the next one's going to be recorded on the seventeenth of April. It's going to go up on like the nineteenth. Around their time, <laughs> if, if, if I'm not crunching on a video and completely forget about the podcast, <laughs> um, yeah, we'll see. When Grace is like, "Oh, it's Friday," shouldn't the? Oh, fuck, you're right. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we'll see you then on the uh, the seventeenth. Uh, I guess yeah. everyone say good night, say goodbye, and stay powerful. Take care. Yeah. Have have fun, guys. Yeah. Get go out, be merry. And always uh, look at the stranger. I don't know. What, uh, what, is, oh, what does the stranger say? <laughs> brush your teeth. Always brush your teeth. There you go. There. All right. Good night. <laughs>